0: Brentford 3, Liverpool 3, a late sting away to the bees, despite the Reds heading top of the table. Guy Clark here, welcome along to the post-game podcast as we bring you reaction to a crazy six-goal thriller at the Brentford Community Stadium. Coming up, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference as well as a number of our regular Reds. As ever though, first up, it's the Liverpool Echo's Liverpool
1: correspondent, Paul Gorst.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.
1: Liverpool's maiden visit to the uh, Brentford Community Stadium will be one that they'll talk about for some time after an incredible 3-3 draw here in West London this evening that really was an end-to-end game with uh, both teams really chasing for the fourth in in the five added minutes but uh, it was a game that Liverpool uh, well, they've extended the lead at the top if you can believe Uh, Liverpool went top earlier this afternoon after Chelsea were beaten 1-0 by Manchester City Um, that took the Reds to the top of the Premier League um, on the basis of their respective uh, records, Liverpool and Chelsea obviously top when the day began, but um, the point that's taken Liverpool um, outright at the top of the Premier League will probably be a scant consolation for Jurgen Klopp this season as they make their way back to Merseyside. Um, Liverpool probably, um, uh, maybe, perhaps didn't deserve the full three points here in London. Uh, Brentford uh, fully deserving of, of everything they got. They battled from start to finish uh, With the better side for the first half an hour Liverpool really struggling to get into their rhythm um, The stadium only holds 17,250 fans It's a new stadium but they create A, a hell of a racket and Liverpool seemed to be Knocked out of their stride uh, As a result of that uh, Brentford took the lead In the first half through uh, Frank uh, on y- I'm sorry, Ethan Pinnock at the back post After Frank Onyak had gone close uh, Joel Matip played off the line for him But uh, Ethan Pinnock at the back post to tap in um, Liverpool really didn't uh, present too much in the way of um, edge chances has to be said Mohamed Salah down the other end uh, he poked one um, goal was that was cleared off the line before they eventually got themselves back into it um, Were well, much better than the second half has to be said uh, Liverpool come out and um, got the lead through Salah his 100th goal in the Premier League for Liverpool after a wonderful ball over the top from Fabinho and it looked uh, there and then that Liverpool were going to go on and really exert their quality and come away with three points but um Brentford had other ideas uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold outnumbered at the back post uh, eventually button- bundled home by Vitaly jan um, to make it 2-2 Curtis Jones with pretty much his last kick of the of the game uh, rifled in uh, a wonderful strike from about 25 yards to make it 3-2 uh, via a slight deflection it has to be said uh, and once again it looked like Liverpool were going to go on and um, grab the fourth and claim the three points that would uh, give them a decent buffer um, ahead of Chelsea and Manchester City and Manchester United uh, and Everton and Brighton, would you believe, uh, at the moment in the Premier League, but um, Brentford had other ideas and it did eventually make it 3-3. Once again, Alexander-Arnold outnumbered, uh, substitute to Johan Wisser made it 3-3 and Liverpool were unable to grab the fourth. um, So they come away from Brentford, top the league, but uh, really will have a hollow ring to it as they make their trip back from uh, West London to Mergeside this evening and it's finished here at the Brentford Community Stadium. Brentford 3, Liverpool 3. Paul Gorse reporting for the Echo
0: from the Brentford Community Stadium on a night the Reds head top but also dropped two points in West London. Chelsea's defeat to Man City and even Man United's home loss to Aston Villa presented a real opportunity for the Reds to steal a march, only for Liverpool to twice throw away a second half lead. Can't imagine that impressed Jurgen Klopp all too much. Here he is speaking with the media after the game, beginning with his summary on events at Brentford wild game
2: um, offensively I'm really happy I think in moments we played some of the best football we played so far this season um, we, prepared, we created top chances um, against a really well organised side um, but there we were really good but obviously we struggled tonight with the yeah, long balls. Um, the, the, I was not too happy with how we started the game and that's how we conceded a goal a little bit so they went to a situation where we could have been um more yeah. much uh, organized maybe not so easy but much more composed in the situation to to win the to win these little challenges here and then if they, they scored a second yeah. post that's uh, where actually there was uh, there was no space to score but they did uh, but we reacted well scored really really nice goals second half um controlled the game better we wanted to um uh I actually think in the phase when we when we were when we really played maybe the best football, they scored. They, they scored the equalizer. Then Curtis John. First, the, the two one from more obviously, outstanding. Super pass from from Fab. We had so many good football moments. Third goal from Curtis, outstanding. But because we didn't finish the game off, um, they stayed. Um, the, the door stayed open, and they used that again. They stayed in the game. That was really tricky for us. Tonight. Usually, when you play that well, um, you can control the game better, but we couldn't because the goalie chip one ball in behind, always in our last line, and they did really well with these balls, with the first and second balls. And so you never can really control it. Um, and that made it obviously then tricky, but they deserved their three goals, so they deserved the point. I think we could have scored more. They could have scored one more. We could have scored four, five, four, five more. Uh, would have been even not more spectacular, but it's fine. We got a point, they got a point. Oh, let's carry
3: on. James White, and then we have got to Zia. If we have more hands up for anyone who wants to ask a question, if not, these will be the two we'll Jim, Jim White. Uh, hi, Jurgen. Uh, immediately, Curtis Jones had scored. You took him off the field
4: and brought another attacker on. Did you feel you still needed more goals at that point? Was that the reason for
0: that substitution?
2: Yeah, obviously, when we decided to make the change, it was 2 2. Um, but the reason for. Or it was because the way they played, we didn't really need a third midfielder. We, we needed we needed more because they only played long balls, um, and, and that's uh, so we needed a clear structure. We needed um, around the center halves players who picked the ball up, and then when we did that, then we, then made it really sense that we had a player, one more player in between the line, changing our structure to give them another thing to think about. Um, I th- I actually think that that worked really well. Um, we didn't score from these situations, but Bobby had a few really really good situations. Um, passing-wise, keeping the ball, all that kind of stuff. We had massive chances. We had even in the last second um, a a, a big one. Um, And yeah, yeah, that was the reason. We we thought we should uh, score more goals to the result we want. Okay,
3: Thanks, Jim. We'll go to uh, Zia, Adnan and then Carl. um, to uh, Hi, Jürgen.
0: Um, Hi. Mohamed Salah scored his uh, 100th goal in the Premier League as one of the positive notes in the game. I know you dropped Two points. What's your views on that, please?
2: Exceptional, exceptional. So, um, I think two weeks ago or so, he scored 100 in the league, now 100 for Liverpool. Um, We gave him already the shirt with the 100 on the back. Maybe we have to give him another one. Um, But exceptional. We all know that in the future, when people will look back, people will speak about some players of this team 100% and will speak 100% as well about Mo Salah because the numbers he has are insane, incredible. Um, But I know Mo. And he is now sitting in a dressing room and thinks about the two chances he missed or didn't take. Um, and so probably next target is to be the quickest player ever who scored one hundred and fifty goals. Um, that's the that's a situation, but of course, absolutely outstanding achievement, no doubt. And I think
3: one of the last question from Carl
1: Matchett
5: to finish his first one. thanks, just a quick question on Curtis Jones as well. Obviously, he hadn't started in the Premier League before today. I uh, just wonder what you think of his performance and, and how he's doing at the start of this season considering he played so much in the first half of last year and then hardly at all after about March or so. And obviously, at the start of this season, we've had quite a big impact from Harvey Elliott. So he's made down the line a little bit after his concussion and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, no, Curtis was a top player. Still, still talent, but a really, a really good package. And he showed that tonight. I thought he played really a really good game. He won in the first half um, the best balls for us, pretty much. He was really um, uh, really good in these situations. On top of that, he, he was involved in all football situations. He dropped in the right spaces and was brave in between the lines. So many good things. But that's, football, he's still young and um, the, with his uh, consistency, then maybe sometimes a little bit the the issue, but um in this moment he's in a really good moment, and um, I think he's now old enough to keep that moment
5: going.
0: The post game podcast on the blood red Channel
5: Brentford three, Liverpool three. I feel like every week I'll start these reviews with saying how big the game is, and this was no different tonight. um with United and Chelsea dropping points. And a six-pointer against City next Sunday. You know This was, again, so important to capitalise. Um, on the opposition, I've got a lot of respect, personally, for Brentford in the way they've climbed into the Premier League with the sort of money ball philosophy that they've had over the years. Um, going into the game, we started well in terms of calming the crowd down, which I think was important tonight. Um, got behind early on with uh, Ayed and, I and Mo Salah with a goal-line clearance. Great through ball, which sets Mo through and not quite enough weight on the shot from the Egyptian. Brentford had their chances early on and posed a threat with the two lads up top, which is something a little bit different. We're not used to seeing that in the Premier League these days. It was a bit of a different challenge for Van Dijk and Matt up at the back there today. And that was proven early on when Tony heads down into the path from Buemo to go one-on-one with Alisson and Matt up with a goal line clearance there. And, the match very much started off end-to-end like a basketball match. 26th minute, a soft free kick, gives Brentford the chance to try something off the training ground and go 1-0 up with some pretty pathetic defending, truth be told, by the Reds. Not switched on and the ball across the box shouldn't be making its way all the way to the back post there. And I'm not sure if Fabinho knows there's a player behind him, but he probably should have hooked that one away really. But, like the Reds, we all know and love. We leveled very quickly with a ball into the box from Henderson. A beautifully weighted header from Jota guides it into the net and levels it up 1-1. Very important to react quickly there, so that was really important to see. Five minutes later, Jota was denied by the keeper after a shot from Curtis Jones hits the post. And An incredible reaction save from the keeper there. Really superb. Uh, that could have put the Reds 2-1 up at half-time. And as that first half closed out, I just felt like we massively lacked some composure and control in midfield that we've had with Thiago over the last run of games, and we allowed the game to become very end-to-end. Starting the second half, we looked like we'd really regrouped at half-time and looked more threatening. Great chance in the opening five with Henderson. He missed times his header, but Jot as denied again by the keeper, another great save. But moments later, a delicious ball from Fabino. Finds Salah, who finds the bottom corner, to put the Reds 2-1 up. Nervous moments in front of my living room there from Stockley Park looking at it for a potential offside, but common sense prevails. Great movement from Mo for that goal too. However, as this game turned out, a sucker punch for the Reds as they conceded with Trent outnumbered, 3-1 to at the back post. The balls put across the box for a tap-in for the German Yanle, Really, really disappointing bit of defending again, which came from a floated ball into the box, which we've seen reoccurring a lot. But this football club, this team under Jurgen Klopp, the never-say-die attitude, just bleeds through the club. Curtis Jones hits one from the edge of the box, takes a slight deflection, and almost takes the net off to put the Reds ahead once more. Gerard esque absolutely loved it, and he deserved that really, given his overall performance. And the chance now that is going to haunt Salah in his nightmares tonight. You know, he should have killed the game off for 15 minutes to go there. When he's put through by Mane, he tries to chip the keeper, only finds the top of the net. Maybe slightly too confident from Mo there. And you were thinking, are we going to live to regret that? And then our worst fears, you know, they really did come back to haunt us. Another piece of poor defending and just another lumped ball into the box causes us problems again. The ball falls to the substitute, uh, Wiser, I think his name was, who put it into the back of the net to level the score 3 3. Liverpool have a great chance to win it in the extra time as well, but you know, in fairness, some heroic defending from Brentford kept the Reds out. In terms of the opposition, maybe a bit of a random one, but I was really impressed with the fullback Henry. I wouldn't mind him being on the backup list for the Reds in the future. Evan Tony and Mbemo. Up front, you know, looks like they'll really pose a threat for any side going forward this season. Possibly for the Reds. Um, I thought Curtis Jones slotted in very nicely into the midfield, which is pleasing to see, as I was a really big fan of his great performances last season. Van Dijk with another consecutive game. You know, that can't be underestimated, given the scale of that ACL injury. I thought he played really well again. Jota was good, always a threat. And, you know, Salah gets us 100th goal for the club. Incredible achievement. In terms of the negatives, um, I don't want to be too hypercritical, um, but you know Mane's becoming frustrating now in some games. Very wasteful, um, and he's ghosting for a few games now, which is slightly disappointing to see. Um, I thought Robbo started slightly cagey, but he did grow into the game, especially in the second half. Which you know that left hand side it, it did cause us a few problems. Defending on all three goals, pretty suspect really, you know, but it's something for them to work on and training and, and to review if we want to win this league We got what we deserved and Brentford will give anyone a game this season if they play like that. Liverpool was stung by the bees and have put a slight dent on their grip on the first place
3: This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member, old school for the Liverpool Echo Today sees Liverpool a point clear at the top of the league everyone playing the same number of games and so there's a lot to be happy about, a lot to be grateful for, a lot to be positive about. Just feel a little bit frustrated, really, after a 3-0 draw with Brentford. Not knocking at Brentford, they're a tough side, you know, away at Brentford this season. It's going to be a tough place to go, and they've got some decent players, uh, especially up front, I think. Um, but to twice throw away a lead is very un-Liverpool-like, and is a little bit frustrating... The way the games went this morning with Man City beating Chelsea... ...and with Man United getting beat by Villa... ...today was was our chance to go three points clear at the top of the league. And as it is, we're only one point clear. And this isn't a league, this isn't a season like two seasons ago... ...when we won the thing. This is going to be a lot tighter. Uh, more like last season, I think. And today, the the sorts of opportunities that arise... like they did today are not going to come around very often and we have to take advantage of them and make the most and we should have we should have been three points clear at the top of the league today but never mind okay you know let's try and accentuate the positive there we are top of the league clear Uh, what more can we ask for maybe time to get a little bit of solidity a little bit of um, constancy in a couple of positions mainly Whoever's going to play alongside Big V at the back And maybe even a little bit more consistency in the centre midfield I don't know, maybe I'm wrong But that's where changes happened And we conceded three goals And it frustrates me a little bit We're top of the league, we're a point clear Come on you Reds
0: Simon Donnelly following on from Mike Holt. A tough one to stomach for Reds after being in a commanding position twice in that second half. But as Simon points out, Liverpool have indeed moved ahead of Chelsea outright at the top of the Premier League table with that point in West London. So I suppose it's whichever way your glass is, half full or half empty. Well, for more opinion, time to dip into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group where Mark Sang writes, That was the Champions League winning defence. What happened? Henry O'Keefe writes, Salah is brilliant, but Mister sitter that would have given us the points. Instead, it's two points dropped. Fair play to gutsy Brentford, though. And Sarah Downey, Ruiz Velasco says, What a weird and crazy game. Missed opportunities for sure, but also three goals and Salah's 100th in the Premier League for us. I think if we're keeping up this trend where we score three, we should stop the other team from scoring two or more. No matter, we go again on Tuesday. You'll never walk alone. For more in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group, or if you want to feature yourself here on Postgame, follow the link in the description of the podcast or head to Facebook yourself and search for Blood Red. Once you're in the group, as I say, your opinions could well be voiced here on the podcast. Final say on this edition of Postgame goes to Steve Dawson.
4: Very disappointing result uh, for me. I I think we missed too many chances and uh, we were a little bit untidy defensively as well. Come back to more of that in a moment, I suppose. But just starting with the first 11, I think that's as good a, a starting 11 as we could have possibly selected, which I think shows that we're starting to look a little bit light in midfield if we get battered to any degree with injuries um, in comparison to last season. Without Tiago, without Harvey Elliott, without Naby Keita, the midfield three we've got still good. But... If one of those goes, then there looks to be a drop-off because then you look to the likes of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain coming in, one or two others who are not quite up to the standard of those six. And I thought uh, Jordan Henderson played particularly well today. I think he was the, the standout. Curtis Jones also had a, a very good game and continuing to establish himself as a player who's absolutely legitimately a part of Liverpool's midfield anytime Jurgen Klopp, Wants to pick him. But the end result wasn't wasn't good enough today. Um, I think in terms of our goals conceded, Fabinho, I think, was at fault for the first one. I don't think he had enough awareness of the player coming in behind him. I think Virgil to get out jumped for the second goal was uh, a bit disappointing. Um, I haven't had enough looks at the, the third goal because, <laughs> to be honest, I was concentrating on whether or not uh, one of their players was offside. And finally, I concluded that he wasn't. But uh, I couldn't necessarily then assign blame to any of our defenders. But you may have seen something for yourself there. To concede three goals uh, against Brentford is, is not not a top-notch performance. And that's a big shame. Nonetheless, we should still have wrapped it up. We had plenty of chances. And we were, I think, you know, we have to look at ourselves and accept that we just weren't good enough in front of goal today. On a, a big part of that was Raya, the goalkeeper. I mean, he was superb, made a number of world-class saves. And uh, he really looks to be uh, a sound goalkeeper. Hasn't been capped, I don't think, for Spain. 27 years old. Super, super performance today from him. Curtis Jones, his strike was super, wasn't it? And I was out of my seat when I saw it. But uh, having seen the replay, it did take a deflection. And I think that Raya was in a good position to get his hands to that Curtis shot had it not taken a deflection. So a little bit of good fortune for us in the sense that we did get a third goal that, you know, had it not been for the deflection, might not have gone in and we might lost. We might have lost this game. I was interested to see um, Jürgen's substitution uh, keeping four up front or our four forward players, at least on the field. Um, while taking off Curtis, that was that looked like a good substitute when um, Firmino was warming up because we were chasing the game, but then, or we were chasing the points, I should say. But then, having got the goal we needed through Curtis Jones, to then make that substitution, um, I think would raise a few eyebrows. But what we did was we moved to four-two-three-one, which I don't think necessarily changes the weightage of how well we can defend and how well we can attack obviously 4-3-3 is our is our go-to formation but if you've got henderson and fabinho sitting in front of the defense as a as a solid wall between our opposition and the goal then i think you're still in pretty good shape but it does give us more options up front and um i'm not criticizing i'm not going to be in a position to criticize jürgen for making that change even um after we saw Curtis Jones' strike go in. A um, couple of just things to add on. I thought, I thought Sadio Mane had a very good first half. He looked physically very strong. He was rag a good number of their players about a time. He didn't really get um, uh, so many strikes on goal, but um, I think he showed that tenacity, work rate, and unselfishness at times, which is nice to see from him. But good physical Strong performance from him. And the final thing I'll say is that um, one strike on goal from a free kick taken by Trent Alexander-Arnold over the bar. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I.
0: Steve Dawson there with the final say on the 3 all draw with Brentford Porto to come on Tuesday before Man City head to Anfield next Sunday. A big week ahead indeed for the Reds. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.